Hi, I'm Pastor Dave Dennis from Lifeway Church, Port Macquarie, and you're listening to a podcast that was recorded live at our Sunday afternoon gathering. If you would like to know more about Lifeway, please look us up at lifewaycrc.org.au. We hope you enjoyed this encouraging message. You've got your own unique fingerprints, but on top of that, God's got unique fingerprints on you. And so it's, it's not surprising to see the incredible variety of things that, passions that, and desires and ways that people in, in the whole group would love to see God move and things that they've got vision for um, to see God do in this community of Port Macquarie and, and around. Um, so there was a wonderful variety, but... Um, Part of Caroline and I went away for the week. We went away camping, and part of the desire for that was to really switch off and um, do nothing, um, which we needed. But also, we actually spent a morning looking over all the things that people had written down from these two prayer nights. So I'm not going to talk too much about it because Caroline's going to get up and she's going to actually delve into that some more. But out of it. Um, there was certainly some things that stood out. And one of the things that really, um, for me, that I felt God was really wanting to, to continue to speak into for us as a church was um, the foundation, really, of what it will require from us uh, to move ahead into the things of God for us as a church community. And... Um, one of the key foundations uh, for me as I read through um, everything that, um, not just what individuals had written, but what we felt God was saying through that, was that um, we need to be big people uh, and, and really a, a whole foundation of um, being an effective ministry to our community together is that we need to be living in the kind of generosity that flows from God's heart. You know, because we need to become Christ-like in every sense, and that includes being so open-handed um, towards those who need to know him. And, and it actually, it starts in the, in the room as well. It starts in the body of the church, but it flows out from there. Um, that's how God works. Um, one of the very first... Whoops, stay... One of the very first Bible verses that we ever learn for most of us is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's in God's very nature that he would give. And so we need to become givers. Um, I'll just take a moment to stop and and say um, that I actually think we are a generous people. Uh, This is not in any way a, a message about doing something, you know, learning to do something that we're not already doing. In actual fact, we, um, as part of our responsibility uh, in leading the church and, and our accountability to, to the, the, the leadership of the Hornsby Church that we are still part of um, as an organisation, all our administration and finance and everything goes through that channel. Um, that makes sure that we are accountable. Um, but part of that is our budgeting process, and so we actually have to go through uh, what is quite, sometimes quite a difficult thing to project forwards. Where do we think we're going to be next year? 
What do we think God is going to be doing in us? What do, what do we think people are going to be giving towards this ministry to actually keep the lights on, as it were, um, and for us to be able to grow? And, and uh, I'm just really thrilled to say that so far this year, which we've had half of the financial year up to December, uh, the giving of the people in Lifeway uh, is above our budgeted amount. So God is doing more than what I personally expected a year ago where we would be. How good is that? So God didn't just match me. He said, I'll do better than that. And that's what God is like because he is generous. He's a God of abundance, exactly. But if we are to love the world in his name, we need to love as he loves. And as his ambassadors, we've actually been empowered by his spirit to do that, to actually give like he gives. His gave is in that um, verse in John, John 3.16 is past tense. But in, in a true sense, the cross of Christ never stops giving. You know, what he bought for us continues to be poured out into our lives. The spirit continues to be given to us day by day by day. And that is truly, that is a foundation of any church and living life that looks like Christ is, is that generosity of heart, that open-handedness. And I, I just love seeing it when it, it is expressed through um, the day-to-day life of the church. We had a wonderful example just this week where um, one of our couple's car decided to break down. And we're able to say, can we help? And it wasn't just one, but it was like two or three people who said, here, you can have my car, you can do this. There was just this generosity straight there. And I'd just love to see that because it's just evidence of what God is doing. (laughs) So good. Uh, Gabby, you're so practical. Awesome. I could could probably slip it in the sleeves too. eh? But um, awesome. You know, we, we actually don't pass the buckets around. We don't pass offering bags around or anything like that. And in all seriousness, I hope we never do. Um, but it doesn't mean we don't believe in God empowering us to give and to live generously. And giving to the local church is part of that. It's not all of it. It's part of it. And being faithful in that... Um, but the fact that we don't do that is because actually we believe it's not something in all. <laughs> I just love it. So good. Because it's not something that we feel we should have to keep on you know, preaching at people every single week. It's like we don't do that with prayer or Bible reading. We don't you know, stop and check and make sure with a five-minute sermon that you've read your Bible this week. Why should we have to do that with anything else? So it's part of learning to live faithfully day by day in the presence of God. So we have a, an offering box over there, and some people use that. But to be honest, most people go on their little bank app these days. And so, the, you know, the truth is it's like you, we don't sort of turn up to church and go, oh, I forgot to get cash out, which used to be the thing, right? Um, now we think, oh, I must do that when I get home. And then we forget. No. <laughs> Jokes. We believe in the grace of giving. You know, grace is such a central word to all that God has done in our lives. A free, unmerited gift. 
from God to us. And we believe in the grace of giving, that, it, that we actually get to live like God in that. Um, we just, you know, I've had other pastors who said, oh, you know, we started off like that too when we church planted and stuff, you know, but eventually we came around and we had to, um, you know, start doing the offering bags and all the other stuff. I honestly believe we will never have to. Amen. Yeah? Because I believe, firstly, that it's undergirded by freedom. One of the mistakes that church leaders make is um, I've been mildly horrified at some of the things I've seen um, where things like church membership is conditional on the fact that you sign that I'm going to give 10% faithfully every week and you make a promise to the church. And that's your membership is conditional on that. And that's quite a scary thing. Um, for one, it looks a lot like Old Testament law straight up. And the second thing, oh, anyway, I won't be. Other people do what they feel God has called them to do and what is needed. I pray that we will never have to do that. And it's never then a manipulative thing that you never have to sit there and think, oh, I'm not very good at that. You know what? You might be sitting there right now thinking, I'm not very good at that. Do you know what? The big word for us is freedom. Freedom. So you're free from anything that looks like, smells like, sounds like law. Jesus paid the price to set you free from anything like that. But what then, part of our journey and all of life in Jesus is a journey. So none of us ever really get to arrive where we're just doing everything perfectly and getting it right all the time. And, you know, that's not what it's about at all. But it is a journey of learning to trust. It is a journey of becoming like Christ, actually letting the spirit that he's given us in totality have the mastery of our lives. That's why we call Jesus Lord. So it's not just about you know, getting our name on the book so we can get in heaven when the day comes. It's about, is he Lord here and now? And this is one area. So we have to discover then, what does it mean for us to live in freedom, including the grace of giving? Because freedom doesn't mean that there's no no boundaries. It doesn't mean that there's no wrong choices. You know, sometimes we get this idea of freedom where it's just like all the fences are gone and we get to do whatever we want. Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Sometimes that is an area that churches fall into, an error where giving becomes an area that's a yoke of slavery. And Paul's saying, don't do that. But at the same time, just a few verses later, he says, in talking about all the law side of life and and living in relationship with God, he says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, which is the law, that's representative, nor uncircumcision, which is everything else, has any value. Neither of them have any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. See, faith needs a voice. Faith needs an action. That's where it's actually activated in our lives. 
So giving is one of those areas that God begins to activate faith in us. And we get to start whatever our next faith stretch is. So we forget any sort of percentages or amounts. God says, will you trust me more than what you have been? And that's the journey. It's always, can you trust me more? Can you actually believe that I am better than you have thought I am? That I am more kind, more generous? So Paul goes on to say in Galatians 5, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think he can say that because you can only truly love your neighbor if you are already loving God. So half, half of the law, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first half was all about loving God and the second half was all about how you treat your neighbor. But Jesus enables us by his spirit from the inside to actually go beyond the law to fulfill the whole thing in this one simple act that is what he's enabled us to live in, to love our neighbor as ourself. And that includes those within the church and those outside to be able to extend that generosity into the community and show people this is what God is like. So our everyday lives begin to look like an expression of trusting him that we've been freed from that slavery to the law, but instead that becomes our sort of radical minimum standard as um, Erwin McManus writes that he, he wrote a book called An Unstoppable Force and he's talking about what the church could be, what it could be. And his final chapter is called A Radical Minimum Standard. Because freedom in Christ looks like the fulfillment of all of it. And we get to then live and grow seeing generosity as an act of freedom. I'm going to stop there, I think. There's a lot more that I could say. But I'm going to hand over to Caroline because I think I've said enough on that. Area. If you're actually interested in knowing more about how we do our giving, you can come and talk to me later, but there's also some little cards over there that explain it as well. So, Caroline. Thank you. My thing won't blow away because I've got iPad. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, that was naughty, wasn't it? That was terrible. It's because I've got the air conditioning blasting that Dave's papers are flying everywhere. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It really is awesome to be back with you guys. I hope you had a nice break over the few weeks we had off. So Dave has been sharing about generosity and um, vision for this year moving forward. So I actually want to just, I didn't actually hear what David started with because I was in there, but um, <laughs> which is really helpful. But did you talk about the prayer nights or not? 
Okay, all right. So for those of you that weren't there, I actually just want to quickly go over what we did and why we did it. So we had two nights of prayer in October with the sole, we were calling them prayer nights, but actually we didn't pray at all, <laughs> really. We, um, we spent time starting off worshipping, just absolutely giving God the glory for who he is. When you start there, the only way is up from there, right? So um, we started off worshipping him and then we... Literally, we had no agenda at that part. It was just thanking him for who he was. Then we spent some time listening and we gave everybody a piece of paper and we just said, listen to whatever God gives you. We actually want to, as a collective group of people, want to hear what God's saying. And as I said a few weeks leading up to it, God can speak to you just as easily as he can speak to me. So... um, it was actually a great experience. I think most people that came found it quite freeing because there was no, there was none expectation. It was literally whatever you heard God say, write it down. And so there was one person that actually came that loved the thing so much that he actually went down to a church in Tari and said, you should do this, <laughs> which is so cool. So freedom, that's what it's about, absolutely. Um, now, originally, when we got those pieces of paper, because everybody handed in their paper to us, uh, which sounds a little bit like it was a test, it wasn't. Um, and actually, I just actually want to honour those of you that did that, because it's actually really submitting those things that God spoke to us, trusting us with them, is actually, it does say something about um, that you do trust us with what God spoke to you, which is really cool. Um, but originally, I was going to go away for overnight and just, you know, do the really spiritual thing and... Uh, go on retreat and listen to the Lord and see what he was saying. But anyway, didn't happen because <laughs> life happens. But before I, we went away, I felt like the Lord say, I want you to take all that stuff with you. Take it camping. I want you and David to do it together. And I was like, great news. So this is what we did. Um, now, when we sat down and we asked the Lord to show us, we were really looking for patterns. We were looking for things that God was repeating and saying over again and um, there were some amazing things that God spoke and, uh, and all of it was wonderful actually but we were looking for the threads and um, so there were some things that just jumped out at us and I want to just share some broad brush strokes okay this is we kind of wanted to start the year with some broad brush strokes as to what God's highlighted to us for where we're heading um, and it follows well on from what Dave just shared about generosity because we actually want to be people who live generous lives. And um, it's about a lifestyle, actually. It's not just about a, I need to, I should. It's actually about the way we live. And um, God's heart of generosity, he shares that with us, but he doesn't share it with us just for us. He shares it with us so that we actually can take it out, and, uh, which is what I love. So here's some broad brush strokes. Are you ready? It's exciting. It's exciting. Okay. So joy. This word came up so many times it was not funny. Now you're probably sitting there going, well, that's not an action. It is actually. (laughs) Um, It came up on so many different sheets. And it's really interesting because a few months ago I went to the city, prayed with the city intercessors, and I felt like the Lord said, Port Macquarie will be a city of joy. And I shared that with them and I was like, don't know where that, well, I do know where it came from. God said it to me. But um, I just thought that was just kind of this generalized thing. But then when this joy came up on all these pieces of paper, I was like, okay, God, you are calling us to carry joy. 
into into this community. Um, and I'm going to read you Isaiah, Isaiah 55, 1 to 12 was on this sheet, one of these sheets as well. I'm not going to read it yet, but um, this scripture is a beautiful scripture to link both joy and this another word that was on these sheets, okay? Um, and that word was oasis. There were some pictures drawn. There was words about living water flowing, life flowing, streams in the desert. Now, for those of you that were here at the beginning of 2018, God gave us that um, I'm seeing them doing a new thing, streams in the desert, roads in the wilderness. And I think he's still telling us, that is what I'm doing. I'm doing a new thing and there is living water to be happening. And um, so, so there's joy and there's an oasis. And we carry the presence of God. When we say yes to Jesus, we carry the presence of God within us. And so we can take the living water out to where people are. We don't have to say, come in here, it's only in here. We take the living water out, which is beautiful. So I'm going to read Isaiah 55, 1 to 12. It's actually, I think I might have only gone to 1 to 11 on there, so just don't worry. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not and nations you do not know will come running to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. This is a good thing for us to remember. We can have our own ideas, but God's ways are so much higher than ours and better than ours. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Provision, generosity. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. So it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I don't know if I... Oh, yeah, I did do that. Sorry. So listen to this. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. This is us. We're going to go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. How cool is that? It's all about water. It's all about generosity, provision, what God is doing, what God is saying. And that his ways are way higher than ours. His ideas, his thoughts, his desires are so much higher than what we could come up with. And this is why it's awesome to actually do this journey together. Because we are actually on this journey together. Um, another thing that came up was um, a picture of an eagle. Uh, and then there was lots of different words on different people's paper that were about having height like eagles, 
to see clearly from a height of what God is doing and wants to do, to have vision, see targets, form strategy, and through all of it have heaven's perspective, which is really cool, hey? That's really cool. Um, This is God's perspective. And we have to actually learn to sit in that space because God sees way more than we see. But I actually think he wants to help us to step up into that space so we can see the things he's showing us before we can see them and before anyone else can see them. There's also this one word which kept coming up, and I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about it all, but this one particularly. Um, So the word hub. Now, some of you have heard it. We kind of have talked about it a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, But when I had the dream of the tree on Town Green before we came here, when God said, showed me the tree and said, this is where you're going and this is what I want the church to look like, um, one of the phrases that God gave me was, it will be a hub of activity in a prominent place. Now, that's before we moved. That was in May 2014. A hub of activity in a prominent place. And so this word hub that kept coming up on these sheets um, was really exciting. And we, look, you just got to look around this room. We're not going to fit in this room anymore. I know we've got a few visitors, but we've also got a lot of people away. So if we don't do something soon, <laughs> we have people spilling into the car park, well, that might not be a bad thing. Um, but look, the poor kids, they're shoved in that little tiny room in there, bless them. Aren't they gorgeous? They're amazing in there. They're all just getting on with life. Love it. But we need to, we actually, God has, has more for us. Right, and it's not just because of us, it's because there's more people to be reached and this community needs us to be in a bigger spot. Um, so this word hub that came up, um, <laughs> she's having a lot of fun in there. Um, it took a form in a... <laughs> Do you want to come and preach, Ava? <laughs> she, <laughs> she is very, very cute. <laughs> I don't remember her dad being quite that cheeky, but maybe he was. <laughs> um, okay, focus, Carol. <laughs> okay, so this word hub came up. It did come up literally on these sheets, but it also came in the form of other kinds of words. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So this hub is a place to gather and release. Um, not just to release... It's actually to release kingdom realities. That's actually what we're called to do, is to release kingdom realities across this community. And so these are the things that were written down on all the different sheets that kind of come under, which Dave and I felt like this is what God's saying about this hub. There'll be creative arts. There'll be a resource center for help, assistance. It will include a house of prayer, a worship space, a coffee shop, this is actually isn't, the coffee shop idea has been spoken over us a little bit before this time too. A youth hang space, a recording studio. How exciting is that? Who wants to see that happening? Yes, absolutely. Now, some of these things we look at and we go, well, you need a venue to do that. We don't have a venue. But some of these things actually can be carried right now. When we actually pull it back, this is what we're wanting to... Um, we actually feel like we're creating a culture of people who carry this stuff. This is not when we've got a building, we can do this. It's actually, let's be this, and then God, you provide the heaven's resources to, for us to continue to facilitate that. So 
Um, I just started, thought I'd unpack it a little bit because um, I actually see some of these things already happening in a smaller scale. So Aaron and Ethan, as you know, have been in a band together, um, which sadly is finishing because Ethan's moving. Um, and they actually wanted to record some stuff, so they turned our garage into a recording studio. <laughs> it's not really, Dave's very distressed because his bike had to live outside. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> it will move back in eventually, but anyway. But what I'm saying is there's creativity about seeing something happen. We want to have that happen. We don't have a venue. We have a garage. Let's turn it into a recording studio. We've got to get creative with this stuff. Others of you invite people to your home to have worship soaking sessions. You have a home. You do that in. You make space for people to worship God in there. Others of you are praying with other people around the city. Houses of prayer are actually happening all over. I mean, I'm seeing a 24-7 house of prayer which would be very cool, but um, that's happening in homes all across this city, and some of you are involved in that. Other ones of you are turning your houses into places where young people can hang out and connect with each other and encourage with each other. So some of these things are already happening. So what I want to encourage you is we're not going, okay, when we get down there and we've got $100 million, that's a bit more than I was thinking, but... (laughs) I'm not very good at figures. That's why he looks after that stuff. But when we, you know, we can have a, we can have something where we think once we've got that, then we can do. We're saying let's flip it round. Actually, we have a group of people here with gifts and talents and calls on their life. That's who we are. We are those people that carry these things, and we can make it happen wherever. And then, as God releases resources to us, which I believe He will. We can then have, who knows, hubs all over the city. It'll be very interesting to see and fun. We're not hindered by the world's view of resources. Okay, we don't have to put ourselves in the box and say, well, this is how it happens. We have heaven's resources available to us. We have a God, we have a dad who says, what do you want? Ask and you will receive. Absolutely, absolutely. So when we did this, these prayer nights that weren't really prayer nights, <laughs> um, we... <laughs> she is so fun. <laughs> She's got my attention. She's giving me the stare through the window there. <laughs> um, when we sat and listened to the heartbeat of what God was saying, We can learn then to carry what he's saying. He's told us, this is who I want you to be. This is the culture I want you to create. And so we have a choice where we're going to pick it up. We all have assignments. I've told all of you that. Actually, we've all been given assignments. And I read a great book while we were away by Sean Boltz called Heaven... <laughs> Heaven's Economy, I think it's called. <laughs> the keys, keys to Heaven's Economy. And it was really challenging because he was talking about actually that, um, that God gives assignments and sometimes people put them down for whatever reason or something happens in their life and they walk away from it and there's all these assignments to be picked up that God's like, I want someone to do this. That's who he's calling us to be, people that will pick up our assignment and go, right, I'm running with that. So we believe that we will be a resource to this community as a group of people. And I'm doing that and kind of bigger because I'm not limiting to just here. 
Um, there are amazing people in this city and there's relationships being built right across the churches of amazing people who are a resource to this city. And um, we love that. But for us, we have to ask God, what are we carrying? What have you given us specifically to carry? So this is our culture. This is our lifestyle. We want to be generous people. We want to be people who are picking up our assignment, who are running with what God's put in our hand, who are open to vision for more, for bigger. Now, in saying all this, there is a key. There is a key for some of this to happen. And humility is a big part of it. Keeping our hearts humble and soft, listening to the Holy Spirit, not thinking we have all the answers ready. Um, <laughs> but humility keeps us dependent on God. <laughs> Hello. It's the, it's the other one. <laughs> you don't know how to get through, do you, beautiful girl? He's, he's up the back here. <laughs> Where's that cute daddy? There he is. <laughs> Can I just tell you, these three boys, I used to teach them Sunday school when they were like, they were a little bit older than this, but it's so cool having them here. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is hard to keep on track with this, isn't it? <laughs> Are you still with me? Okay, great. That's all I need to know. Okay, so humility keeps us dependent on God, keeps us in the right frame of mind to recognize who he is and who we are. And this is the kind of people we want to be. And this is the, people, the kind of people I feel like God is calling us to be. We want to be people who lift others up. You just got to look around, you just got to look around this world and people tear people down all the time. All the time. Absolutely. Speak life. That's what we want to do. We want to be people who lift others up. We want to be people who are courageous, self-aware, who will look to the interests of others before ourselves. You actually can only do that when you're free of your own stuff, right? Because you suddenly realize you're so not, you're just part of a big picture and you're not that important. <laughs> you are, but you're not. Do you know what I mean? There's a levels there. We want us, others to stand on our shoulders. A lot of you here have a lot of years behind you where you've got so much experience. And we want to put people on our shoulders and go, go, you can go more. You can go higher than I can. That's a great way to live. Right, actually believing in each other and helping push people higher. But to live like this requires humility because you actually cannot then be about yourself. You actually have to humble yourself and go, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I'm in. So in saying all those things, um, there are some more specifics that will come, but we just wanted to do some broad brushstrokes about where we're going, what the kinds of things God's saying to us. We're going to be people of joy. He's actually, I really believe that's welling up in us that will spill over into this community and people will not know, they won't understand it and we'll have an opportunity to share that with them. So in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to do something a little bit different on a Sunday, okay? On the 27th of January, and I will put this on Facebook and I will remind you next week, 27th of January, we're going to have our normal gathering here, 430 then we're going to have pizza for dinner because good old Domino's is just up there. Yay, go Domino's. Ray might get us a discount maybe or not. Oh, no, he's not working there anymore. Blast. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> All right. Ray might pick up the pizzas for us. 
Then about seven o'clock, we're going to actually go into a time where we're actually going to, um, Dave and I will write down all the things that God said um, from that kind of that pattern. And then we're going to craft prayers. Okay, so we're going to align with what we believe God said already. And we're going to craft our prayers, ask for clarification. And actually, um, it's like we're going to declare, God, this is what you've said. And we're going to agree together as a bunch of people. We're not going to go on for hours and hours. We just, we, we believe it's going to be, uh, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, worshipping God, thanking him, crafting our prayers around the things that he's spoken so that we launch into 2019 knowing that we are picking up what he's saying and running with it. So everybody's invited to that. We do realize it's not a great time of night for kids. I'm sorry, but if the kids have pizza and can hang out for half an hour, then we'll do it. We're, we really don't want it to drag on, but uh, we just thought that was the best thing rather than have another night when everyone's already out anyway. Um, so that's going to be the 27th of January. Um, so we're going to base our prayers on what God has shared with us already. Knowing his nature. His nature is that he is a good, loving, generous, amazing God. And he has dreams for each one of you as well as this city. Your neighbours, your work colleagues, your school friends, your university friends. He has dreams for them. And he's positioned you right there. So we want to actually craft our prayers and say, okay, God, take us where you want to take us. Now, the other thing that's happening is... um, Pastor Ian Miller, who many of you have met. Who's met him here? Okay, here's a few of you. Okay, so he's actually coming up on the 3rd of February. Now, I'm going to share some news, but I'm actually going to let him tell more of the story. Um, Pastor Ian, actually, God has called him and his wife to go and minister in Tennessee in America, which is very exciting, a little further away from us than we originally thought it might be. But... um, there's been a shift coming for him um, for a couple of years. That, like Tony, Tony and Elaine are here. They're beautiful people, and they're elders in the church in Hornsby, and um, we've known them for a lot of years. So there has been a shift the last couple of years with Ian, hasn't there? Where he's obviously God has been doing something new with him, and so we're excited for them because it's gonna um, it's gonna be a great adventure for them. But obviously there's going to be some changes for the church in Hornsby as well as us in working out what this all looks like now. Um, So Ian is going to come visit us and um, I'm going to let him tell the rest of the story because he is a way better storyteller than me and particularly when it comes to what God's telling him. (laughs) Um, So he's going to be here for the gathering on the 3rd of February and also we're going to have an open house at our house on the Monday night on the 4th for anyone to come along if you want to ask him some questions, chat to him. He might do, you know, some activation, impartation, get him to pray over you. He's got some amazing gifts, amazing gifts. So we're just going to keep that just open, right? We just thought we'll give opportunity because that's probably potentially is the last time we'll see him um, for a while anyway. He may come back from America just to visit us. Who knows? <laughs> we could invite him. Couldn't we say we've got a guest speaker all the way from Tennessee. Um, but anyway, he would love, he would love, he, he's really looking forward to coming and being part of um, Lifeway on the 3rd. So on the 4th, it's going to be really casual. We're just going to have tea and coffee at our place and just chill and see what God does in that space. So if you want to come, you're very welcome. All right, so I'm going to wrap it up there. But as we step into 2019, I am excited for what God's doing. I'm excited when I look around this room and I see 
faces, some I know, some I don't know actually, but when I look around and I see what, who God is positioning with us and I know what God is speaking to you all about, I'm excited for where he's taking us as a group of people. We want to be people who live with a generous spirit, with everything. And we're not, like David said, we're not just talking about money because, as you know, we very rarely talk about that box over there. But we are so grateful that people just get it. <laughs> and that's what we want. We really want a culture of people who just know that worshipping God means reading this, speaking to him, having conversation with him, giving, loving each other, opening our homes, sharing meals. We just want a culture that actually that is the norm because that's who we're called to be. And... Um, he is a great God is asking us to step in to all that he's got for us. Let's trust him for the provision. Let's trust him for the resources. And let's never forget to continue to worship him because he is amazing, isn't he? He is amazing. And despite anything, if we don't get out of this place for another six months because something doesn't happen, and I'm not, not speaking faith, that was a terrible double negative there. But it doesn't matter, even if that's the case. He never changes. He still deserves our praise and our, and our honour and all the glory just because of who he is. So let's not be always thinking, we are thinking that, we are thinking out there and we're excited about where God's going to take us, but let's focus on him because he is amazing. And let's not take our eyes off him ever. He deserves all praise and all glory. So as we step into 2019, let's do it together. Let's be excited. If you're part of another church, let's do that together. It's exciting because we are the church in Port Macquarie. Okay, we are the church right across Port Macquarie. And I love what the church is doing here. And everyone has every flavor. And I've spoken about that before. Different flavors that we carry is important because it makes up a beautiful fragrance in this city. So we have to know what God's asked us to do and do that instead of keeping our eyes on everything else. Let's just run with what he's asked us to do. So let's worship him some more and, um, and let's get excited together, hey? <laughs>